Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. So how was your Father's Day? Ah, Father's Day was good. I spent it with my youngest, the dog, because <laughs> the <laughs> the two kids are actually away. Uh, my son's in the States. My daughter's out on the West Coast. So I didn't get a chance to see them, but I did get uh, one texted and the other call, which is rare. We don't oh. usually talk on the phone. Oh. How did that go? Uh, uh, it was good, actually. It was great. We're going to follow up today and continue the conversation. Now, I was supposed to play golf today with my dad because uh, I couldn't see him yesterday. However, he's sick. He got a second shot yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so weird. I mean, I wish I could understand what the common denominator is or what the link is, why there's some people that get sick after their shot and some people feel totally fine. Yeah, apparently it's just the way your body reacts to some things. And some people have a quicker response to them than others. Um, And some will notice and some won't. My mother-in-law got AstraZeneca as her first. So she went ahead and got Moderna as her second because she was just like, at this point, whatever. Just give me whatever's available. That's fine. Uh-huh. And she said the fir- AstraZeneca did nothing to her. But the Moderna knocked her on her ass for 24 hours. So, yeah, I really? mean, yeah, everybody's different. And even if you're not mixing vaccines, um, we've heard a lot about that, too, where the second shot might hit you harder. Who knows? I guess I'll find out if if the second one hits me harder. I'm just going to have to hold out, though, and wait for that Pfizer, apparently. Well, as of today, a lot more people can book their second shot. They've expanded the eligibility here in Ontario. And what's really, really bizarre is that we, we talked about this a little bit on Friday. It seems to be they make uh, excuses for whatever is available. Remember when we were not getting a lot of shots, but we did get some AstraZeneca in and they said, oh, AstraZeneca is great. Everybody should get AstraZeneca. And then they changed the guidance on it. And then they weren't giving it as a first shot, only a second. Then they said you should get an mRNA for your second dose. I mean, that was confusing, but they did at first really push AstraZeneca. And then it was Pfizer because there was a lot coming in. And now for some reason, and I don't know what the excuse is this time. But randomly out of nowhere, we all of a sudden have apparently a shortage of Pfizer. But lo and behold, we're getting a ton of Moderna in finally. And just last week, they changed the guidance on Moderna saying, oh, Moderna's great. Everybody should get Moderna. Even if you had Pfizer for your first shot, get Moderna for the second. And now there's a lot of public health units that are saying, yeah, we're running real low on Pfizer because of a shipment delay. So if you come to our clinic, you're going to get Moderna as your second shot instead of Pfizer. And I don't want to I don't want to be on the wrong side of this. I don't want to tell anybody you should wait. I don't want to tell anybody it's not safe. I don't want to do anything like that. But one thing I do want to point out is even though NASI, who has changed their mind a time or two in the past, Even though they say it's perfectly fine and you can use uh, Moderna and AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca, sorry, Moderna and Pfizer interchangeably. That's what they said last week. That's not what the U.S. CDC Mm. says. Mm. I'm reading it right off the CDC website right now. If you receive a Pfizer BioNTech or Moderna COVID vaccine, you need two shots to get the most protection. Vaccines are not interchangeable. If you received a Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna COVID vaccine, you should get the same product for your second shot. You should get your second shot, even if you had side effects from the first shot. 
unless a vaccination provider or doctor tells you not to get it. And that's is that based on the CDC doing tests of their own? And because they've had a, a decent amount of all of the vaccines, I don't believe that they've had any issues with shortage just in terms of most of the people who would care to get vaccinated at this point in the States have already been fully vaccinated. Yes. So now are they just basically taking the time to test and just double check things and look into things at this point? I'm just wondering why and how the CDC comes up with this information. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, the CDC is following the guidance from the manufacturers. I don't think Pfizer or Moderna is recommending that you use them interchangeably. Mm -hmm. In fact, right here again off the CDC website, timing of your second shot. If you receive Pfizer, you should get your second shot three weeks or 21 days after your first. If you received Moderna, you should get your second shot four weeks or 28 days after your first. Even at that, the manufacturers have different criteria. I I just, I'm not part of NASI. I think most people understand. I just don't understand how they can just arbitrarily decide. You can use them interchangeably. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what research Canada's using, but that's what it says from the U.S. Center for Disease Controls as far as mixing your second shot. And let's face it, there's a lot of people who got Pfizer as their first shot that are expecting Pfizer for their second shot. If they show up at a clinic this week, apparently due to this Pfizer shipping delay from the province and they're told, Oh, you're getting uh, Moderna instead. I do see at least some cancellations happening. There's mm-hmm. people who are going to say no, thank you and be on their way. Yep. Yep. For sure. I, I, I'd be hesitant to do it myself, but that's my choice. You know, and I had this conversation with someone who did mix vaccines um, it was fine with it. Uh, yeah. That's great. Hey, hey, you're you're absolutely able to make the choice. And that's that's the lovely thing about it. You shouldn't be forced into using one or the other or any at all. So if that you feel like it's not for you, then and you're good with waiting it out. That's what you got to do. Today, they're going to announce some guidance on the border. I'm really, really hoping that we get the border reopened for those who are vaccinated. Uh, And I'm somewhat selfishly saying that because, well, I'm crossing the border in a week and a half. I need to get to the States and I've been putting it off for almost a year. I can't do it anymore. So I I hope that they uh, ease those up a little bit without compromising too much safety there. So uh, we'll let you know in tomorrow's after nine or on our FM radio show tomorrow morning, what the guidance is there. Come on, Bill Blair. Uh, in Toronto this weekend, absolute tragedy. A shooting at a kid's birthday party, cat. And I'm looking at the the damage that got done here. They say the hunt is on for multiple suspects. A five-year-old girl in life-threatening condition. A one-year-old boy grazed by a bullet. An 11-year-old boy shot in the back. 23-year-old man suffered a leg wound. Okay, I get that there's gun violence in big cities. Toronto is not immune to that. In fact, no area is immune to gun violence. But even if you're that type of shithead who would go and shoot up somewhere in public, why the fuck would you go to a kid's birthday party? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? There's balloons everywhere. It's obvious this was a kid's birthday party going on. What makes you think it's okay to pull out your gun and start shooting there. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of the case uh, a couple of years back of someone who who went to shoot at their target, and their target was not children, but, oh, they happened to see their target across a kid's playground filled with children. You might remember that one. That one, I believe, was also in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I couldn't. The reason why you and I, Scott, don't understand it, that's good. We don't get it because we're not in that mindset of, I'm assuming gang violence, drug violence. I don't know what this was. But when you're not in the mind of it, um, th- you can't understand it. And when you are, it's, I, I, I can't believe there's, there's human beings out there that have, that are that I, minimally, like the minimally I can say selfish and uh, disgusting to do this. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. You know, I know that there's no <clears throat> code, there's no rules to whatever this is. Like you said, it could have been gun, or sorry, gang violence, it could have been drug violence, who knows. I know that there's no formal rules drafted on a turf war, but fuck me. Don't you at least have a conscience? Like, isn't there something in there, like a, an unwritten rule that everybody just understands? If you guys want to shoot each other in the streets, whatever, do what you have to do. But don't involve kids. What the fuck? Three people, three kids shot and an adult shot as well. Probably for a stupid reason. So, so disheartening. But I do want to do a palate cleanser just to shake off that horrible news there. Can I do a couple of good news stories to kick off the week? Sure. Do you ever watch Storage Wars? I, you know what? I used to. I don't anymore. But I, I, there was a time there when it was hot, you know, like people were watching it. I, I was one of those people that watched it for a while. I like Storage Wars, and I do think that it's, uh, for the most part, manufactured. There's no way that in some of those lockers they just happen to randomly find this one uh, uh, pearl in the clam. It's very, very random, some of the stuff they come up with. I think some of those things are store or sorry, stashed. But this is a different kind of storage unit story. In Rhode Island, a 16-year-old who has a bit of money has been going to those Storage Wars-style auctions and buying up storage units that get foreclosed upon, so to speak, because the person can't pay their bill. So this guy buys these lockers, then he tracks down who owned it and had all their stuff locked up and gives them their stuff back. What? 16 years old, he decided that was the best use for his money to buy these units. People's entire lives are in there, in some cases, Especially with the pandemic, though, and so many people out of work, they couldn't afford to pay their bill. So they got locked out of their unit. This kid buys it and gives it back to them. Wow. I feel like, okay, that's really nice in some cases. But what if it's a little dangerous? Like some people abandon storage units on purpose. Mm-hmm. I, but I suppose if you don't want to be found, you find a way to not be found. Because right. I wonder if he ever came across it where this person knows there's a storage locker there. They're not interested in going near it for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you're absolutely like, right. It can get kind of dangerous or sketchy if you're going out of your way to try to track someone down that maybe does not want to be tracked down at the same time. Maybe I'm going too dark with it. I think it's great, though, for those people who had to get the storage unit. They were forced out of their home. They thought they'd be able to afford the storage unit. They're not cheap, right? And and they didn't end up going back because they ended up moving away. They couldn't take all the stuff with them. Lots of different cases where these storage units end up being abandoned by their owners, if you will, quote unquote, and they just don't return and thus they stop paying for it. But that's really nice. So we, was it anything valuable? Like, did he give any details about what he gave back and returned to some of these people? So I haven't read many details on it. To be honest with you, the headline itself kind of caught me. I know the kid's name is Jane and sorry, the kid's name is Shane Jones. <laughs> I almost got that really wrong. So Shane, 
uh, apparently has a hobby of collecting secondhand items. And he decided he was going to turn this into a random act of kindness. Wow. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, he bought his first unit for a hundred bucks. He planned to sell the items inside. Instead, he decided to track down the owner and give them back their stuff. I think that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, there's no shortage of stories lately about people that are going back to school. The pandemic forced a lot of people to do it. And in some cases, they weren't even done post-secondary. So they start off by getting their diploma. In Philadelphia, there's a woman named Twanya Williams. She just got her high school diploma at 65 years old. Oh, good for you. That's awesome, right? Yeah. Here's where it gets a little iffy. She graduated as class valedictorian. Huh? <laughs> well, why, why is it iffy? What's wrong with well, that? I mean, I, I have to think that there was probably some real great students that were in that class in that 16 to 18 year range that were part of that actual cohort who worked their dicks off or their butts off to try and become valedictorian or thought, yeah, I got this in the bag. I'm pulling straight A's. I'm volunteering. I'm doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do in high school. But they happen to end up in the class with the 65-year-old who they basically just gave it to because, well, she's 65. It's unique. It's a story, right? right? I'm wondering, I don't know. I mean, if I was set to be valedictorian and then they took it away to give it to somebody who really just dropped in well. to get their diploma and they were going to peace out again, I don't know that I'd be okay with that. I don't know why. How much does valedictorian really come into play on your college applications, for example, when you're when you're talking about high school into college? Like for me, my the valedictorian in my class, she's one of my best friends. In fact, there could have easily been a few different people from my class, not myself, but a few different people from my class, for example, that could have had it. She happened to get it. That's awesome. But there were other people worthy. So why not just give it to this woman? That is an incredible story. Yeah, of course, that means that someone else goes without being the valedictorian. But come on, that's a dream for a lot of people and they don't get it. What's what's the difference? And and she probably did work her ass off. And at 65, uh, it's probably harder to keep up with a lot of different things, too, I would imagine. I'm sure it is. So, hey, I mean, whether she deserved it or uh, this was just a... Uh kind of like a token either way she got it at 65 years old so congratulations one more good news story and then we'll move on to the rest of it last year a woman in minneapolis minnesota gave birth to a baby boy five months premature he weighed less than a pound when he was born doctors gave him a zero percent chance of survival he just celebrated his first birthday Wow. Isn't that incredible? Wow. That is incredible. Does he have you want to talk about defying the odds? That's how Mm. you do it. Is he healthy? Is he good? Uh, There's going to be some ongoing health concerns and he will likely need to be treated for various things over his lifetime. But uh, he's alive and he should be able to live a fairly functional, normal, quote unquote, life. So good on him. I mean, when the doctor says this is not going to happen, zero percent chance of survival. And then you beat the odds of 0%. That's pretty incredible. Wow. That is cool. I like that. Uh, a couple other things on the go for your Monday. And we're going to make this one fairly short. I've got some shit to deal with here at my place. Uh, last night, a whole bunch of cars on my street got broken into. Fuckers. But my neighbor's got good video of it. So I am going to help him go door to door and collect video from the other areas. And hopefully we can track these pricks down. You know, it. It doesn't happen often enough, Scott, that these people get caught. 
This nope. is my problem with this shit because, I, and I and I don't necessarily blame the police at all. They'll do what they can, right? And they'll probably, if there's surveillance image, you see them sharing it from time to time, especially when it's uh, people who do it. And it's probably the same suspects, right, who go to different neighborhoods. And sometimes yep. they can pretty well do everything but prove 100%. But they're very, very sure that this is the same people that broke into the houses over here, in this city, in that city, in that city. But trying to actually find them can be hard. But if enough people look at the surveillance images and it, all it takes is one person, right, to be like, yep. hey, wait a minute. The way that person walks, what that person's wearing catches their attention. So I always like to try to share those kinds of things for that reason because it's kind of the scum of the earth. You feel so invaded when something like that happens to you too, right? Sure, absolutely. In this case, it was a very, very coordinated effort. Two of them walking down the street in the rain at two o'clock in the morning, one on one side of the street, the other on the other side of the street. And they were just checking cars, see what was unlocked or to see what they could see inside. So I've got pretty clear video. Fortunately, they did not get into my neighbor's car, but they tried. And a couple of cars on the street did get hit. So, hey, I tweeted it out at Scott Fox on air. Uh, If you're in Milton, yeah, check out that video. If you recognize anyone or you see anything suspicious in the future, remember that video. Call the police. Let's catch the people who would do that because you know what? Like, Just fuck off. There's so many different. I don't know. I don't want to encourage criminals to make money in other ways because I realize criminals do illegal shit. But I mean, this is just such a shitty thing to do. Someone wakes up and then they find their car has been broken into. Like, fuck off. So I'm going to do my part to help track them down. So anyway, like I said, I got to go door to door and in the middle of a pandemic, knock on a whole bunch of strangers doors. But I I did say I would help. Uh, HBO Max admits that it was a mistake. We don't get HBO Max here, do we? No, we don't. We get the shaft on so many things. HBO Max is one of those. I guess an email went out to almost all of their subscribers late last week, and it was a blank email with just a really random subject line. They had to clarify on Twitter. Sorry if you got the email. It was a mistake on our part. It was sent out by an intern. Yeah, I guess if you're an intern and you just accidentally e-blasted nonsense to millions upon millions of different account holders, you're feeling pretty shitty about yourself. But HBO did do the nice thing. They said, hey, it happens. Sorry for the inconvenience. It was a mistake by someone who's learning. Hopefully everybody understands. There was one comment that stood out to me in the replies to that tweet. From none other than the world's most famous intern, Monica Lewinsky. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It gets better. Good thing you weren't wearing a beret. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, Let's see here. You watched the finale, finale, finale of Keeping Up with the Kardashians last night? Yeah. So it was the part, it was part two of the after the final curtain which is basically a post interview because you go months between filming uh, there. So they'll film what they aired for their finale, for example, happened in January, February. Right. Right. When, when Kim finally uh, filed for divorce against Kanye. So a lot has happened since then. So they wanted to come on and kind of address some things and talk about some things. And Andy Cohen did a good job asking the questions, I think, because there were a couple of questions. You could tell made them really uncomfortable. Like Chloe, what have you done to your face? You know, lots of rumors suggest that you had lots of plastic surgery. What have you done? Like, it got that in depth. Uh, Kylie, what's up with your lips? 
right? Like, what have you done? Ooh. You know, yes. Well, really and, invasive stuff. Yeah, very invasive stuff. But the thing is, is that's what it was all about, is really asking those questions that they're not going to randomly address on the show, but people want to know these things, and they, they, there's rumors about them constantly. So they did address some of those things, and highlights from last night, not as juicy, really, as the first night, where we t- heard a little more about Kim and Kanye, uh, but... Chloe, it was more highlighted about Chloe, her relationship with Tristan Thompson. Um, Kendall Jenner did confirm she is dating Devin Booker, who had a fucking great night, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. But anyway, uh, did confirm she is dating Devin Booker. They're very low key. Uh, and Courtney and Scott, which are still one of those couples, like, ah, I wish they could have made it work. But Scott looks like he's in a fucking place. Let me tell you, he does not look great. My what opinion. happened to that guy? He had the world by the tail for a while there. Well... There's, there was the substance abuse thing, and that was obviously, that'll, that'll, that'll set anybody back for sure. And I think he's got a lot of regrets, especially when it comes to Courtney. But Courtney's moved on and dating Travis Barker, and she talked a little bit about her relationship with uh, Travis Barker, and they're in a good place too. So, uh, yeah, it was okay. All around, it was all right. I'm, I'm waiting, though, for some kind of a spinoff because we know Keeping Up ended mainly because of Courtney, and that was kind of revealed in the first part. It was Courtney. Courtney didn't want to be a part of it anymore. She already really held back. She wouldn't let anybody film stuff about her romantic life at all. She left some things out of the show, and they kept getting angry with her, and eventually she just said, I'm done. So you can go ahead and continue the show on without me, but they decided now's the time, right? Sure. But I could see there being a spinoff, uh, Scott, for sure. Maybe it's going to be uh, Kim and Chloe. Maybe Kylie will decide to do something on her own. Maybe, I'm not sure, because Kendall also seems pretty shy with it. I don't think she's as interested as the other girls either. So we'll see. But in terms of keeping up with the Kardashians with that title, that's the end. Hmm. Who would the spinoff be? It wouldn't be Kim. Maybe Ky- No, Kylie doesn't need the money either. I don't know how they would do that. Uh, nobody who needs the money, they all joke, which is terrible, but they all joke about Courtney being the one that works the le- the least. She is not as interested in doing all of these high profile lines, right? Whether it's, you know, cause Kim's got a million things. When you think right. about it, Kim got her, fa- her fashion line or skims are doing really well. She's making a ton of money with that. She's got her beauty line, everything else. She's got a million things on the go. Kylie, her beauty line, obviously she's the first self-made billionaire uh forbes gave her that title a couple years back she's doing pretty well for herself in the beauty industry chloe kind of hops on board here and there she's got clothing she's got some beauty stuff whatever courtney's not as into it like she's just like meh she does some things uh but not everything and kendall's sitting pretty as the world's highest paid model right now so she's fine so who needs money scott none of them absolutely (laughs) you know who does actually scott disick Maybe Rob Kardashian, <laughs> you know, or Rob Kardashian. Maybe they'll do a, like a Rob Kardashian who didn't even show up for it. In case you're wondering, he didn't show up for it. He's uninterested. But he, him and Scott could maybe do their own little show. Maybe make some, make some decent money doing that. I don't know. Are you a good swimmer? No. You're not? No. Interesting. I'm wondering who would have said that. It's a new poll. They surveyed 6,000 people and they asked a simple question. Are you a good swimmer? Only 44% say, yeah, they're good. 17% said, very good. 27% said, they're just okay. Then it gets into some scarier stuff. About one in five say they're an average swimmer. Less than that say they're a very bad swimmer. 2% aren't sure. And 14% admit they can't swim at all. That's roughly one in seven people that if they ended up in the water, they would not know what the fuck to do. They would just drown. Wow. 
you know what I don't understand though? And maybe this is a, I don't even know where this would come from. Nobody's ever formally taught me how to swim, but aren't there certain things you just sort of figure out? If you're in the water and flail your arms around, you're going to stay above water. You won't go under. I mean, it's just basically treading water. Can't I mean, everybody do that? See, but that's that you, you're basing that on. You only remember swimming, I assume. You, you've been able to right. swim from a young age. Yes. So you figured it out. There's amazing. It's amazing, Scott, how many people don't start off as kids swimming. They don't because maybe their parents aren't interested in going to a pool. They're not, they don't, they're not good swimmers or don't know how to swim at all. So why would you put your kid in that situation? You don't. So there's a lot of people who didn't grow up swimming. I grew up swimming. I took swimming lessons as a kid. Doesn't make me, I, I still wouldn't qualify myself as a great swimmer. I, I panic a little bit. There are people who also who panic. And when I say panic, I mean they get really heavy anxiety. So if they're put in a situation mm-hmm. where they're trying to tread water, it gets to their head, they, they get dizzy because of it, that can throw you off a lot. When you have a panic attack, for example, in the water, that can make you dizzy. That'll cause you to, to go under and you'll drown. So there's a lot of factors there. Unreal. Uh, let's do a couple of the more ridiculous criminal stories that have popped up in the news today. Drinking alcohol and driving is never okay. There's never a circumstance where if you've been drinking, you should get behind the wheel of a car. I would hope that most people understand that. But this guy, he was driving his pickup near Lake Waco in Texas when he cut off some local game wardens who were patrolling the area. Then, after he cut them off, he decided he was just going to continue driving on the wrong side of the road, like he's living in the UK or something. So the wardens were like, what the hell? They turned around, lit him up, pulled him over. They went up to the driver, and he couldn't understand what they were talking about. So he went to turn the music down on the radio. Now, he couldn't do it because he only had one hand free, and he was pretty loaded. He handed an open beer to the cop and said, here, hold this. I got to figure out my radio here. No. An open (laughs) beer behind the wheel. He handed it to the cop. You fucking idiot. Apparently, the cops did suspect he was drunk. So they're like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for making it easy on his asshole. Yeah. At that point, you might as well, right? Like, if you know you're caught, you're caught caught. Like, you're drunk for sure. The cops are there. They probably, if they didn't even notice the one in your hand, maybe there's some bottles in the back. Like, you're fucked. So you know that. You might you must all do it. I'm sure some people might do that to be a smart ass. Like, yeah, hold my beer. (laughs) Officer, it's so funny. (laughs) Well, they say, uh, even though it was obvious this guy was polluted, they've still got to go through the formalities. He's got to perform a sobriety test. If he fails that, they take him down to the police station and he does a formal uh, breathalyzer. So they said to him, get out of the car. You're going to have to take a sobriety test. He fell out of the truck. He was so drunk. (laughs) He actually fell out. (laughs) What a. Like, look, I laugh, but it's not funny. Like, shit like this happens all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. And it's, it, we hear about it from time to time when it does make the news, but there's a plenty of times it happens where we don't hear about it. It's, I'm glad that this person was caught. Thank God they didn't hurt somebody. But it's, it's it, you know, I laugh, but it's really sad. It really is sad. <sighs> Finally, it's a TikTok trend. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. TikTok trend sounds like a horrible idea before you even hear the idea. Oh, God. What is it now? I, I think sometimes they put these things out there just to see if other people are stupid enough to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Like there was the Tide Pods thing, right? Like I'm convinced that whoever started that probably never did it themselves. They probably realized how dumb it was. Right. They just wanted to see if other people would actually do it. This one isn't quite that bad. And I don't think this one will actually hurt you, but I don't think it's going to help you either. According to this TikTok trend, with zero science to back it up, by the way, skip the tea. You should be drinking lettuce water. What is lettuce water? Lettuce water is where you take a head of iceberg lettuce. You chop up enough to fit in a mug. You cover it with hot water. You let it steep for 10 minutes and then you drink the lettuce water like tea. I thought that I thought that lettuce, especially iceberg lettuce, was basically just water anyway. Aren't you drinking water water? You're drinking water water, I think, in that case, yes. <laughs> is there some, no, is there seriously a science that proves something about lettuce that I, did, uh, that I was not aware of? Uh, experts say this is likely a placebo effect ah, because pe- people are doing it to help them sleep. Yeah. Even though there's nothing that says this will help you sleep or that it's good for you. Again, I don't think it's bad for you. But if you're doing that thinking, oh, yeah, I'm such an insomniac. But if I drink the lettuce water, I'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Chances are you're not going to be good. Just so you know. It's really not going to make a difference. Take some melatonin or or just uh, boil your salad and fucking drink it. Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) Give me a break. So low on time. But one more story. Um, Fantasy football. People who do these as a group of friends can sometimes be awful to each other. Same with football pools and and pools for the masters and anything that people bet on as friends. So one guy, him and his buddies had a fantasy football league. This was from last season. He came in dead last in their fantasy football league. So there's a punishment when you come in dead last. Oh, His his buddies determined he was going to do... The Waffle House Challenge. What is that now? It's actually kind of genius as a punishment. I love it. So what you do here, and we don't have Waffle House in Canada as far as I know, so you would have to do this at just about any diner, really, would do it. Anywhere with all-day breakfast. He had to go to the Waffle House and sit there for 24 straight hours. This is your punishment. You got to sit at that restaurant for an entire day. But. You can get out of that. You can reduce the amount of time you need to spend there. You take one hour off for every waffle you can eat. How many waffles do you think you can eat in one sitting, cat? What? Oh, my God. Like, if I was really hungry, maybe like three? Three waffles. I don't know. How big are the waffles? Are we talking like Eggo, like frozen shit? Or are we talking like big? No, like restaurant style waffles. I think like the full size. Oh, I couldn't even finish. I don't even know if I could finish one of those big cocksuckers. Yeah, no. I almost feel bad for this son of a bitch. Not only did he finish last in the fantasy league, he's had his buddies chirping him ever since the season ended. But now he's got to go and do this 24 hours at the Waffle House. And he can take time off for every waffle he eats. He ate nine of them. Wow. Nine. No, that's, so That's impressive, actually. That took nine hours off his sentence, so to speak, but he still had to sit there for 15 hours with nine waffles in his belly. I'll bet you he felt like shit for a week. I'll bet you he felt fucking terrible. That's a horrible. Scott, I suck at, like, football pools and stuff like that. Like, I've never, I think one time, one week, I've won one, okay? Many moons ago. Most of the time, I suck. I, I didn't come in dead last with this last football pool with our work, but I was close. The, the shit talking was punishment enough. Yep. I'm not eating no fucking waffles. You can go fuck yourself. Okay. 
No. You shit talked me to death. That's punishment enough. I can't believe they put a punishment on top of that punishment because I'm sure he also got shit talked. Oh, he's been getting chirped ever since. And it was just now that they decided, okay, it's punishment time. 24 hours at the Waffle House. You can take an hour off for every waffle you can eat. Eating nine waffles and still having to spend 15 hours there? That seems like a living hell. Poor fucker. (laughs) And on that, we will say happy first day of summer, everybody. Enjoy your day, and we will have another edition of After 9 coming your way tomorrow. If you're doing a concert and your band hasn't had a hit since the 80s and you say, this next song is from our new album, you can't look hurt when we go to the bathroom. (laughs) Now that the European Union has recommended letting American tourists come back, they have to ask themselves, why? (laughs) Wasn't it nicer without us waddling around your cathedrals and our crocs? Your streets are narrow, and we're not. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.